Welcome to Master Runner. I'm your host, Mike Warren. And um, today on the East Coast, it's, it's starting to look and feel and smell like spring. Uh, we're supposed to be in the mid-70s this weekend. And I think, at least down here in Maryland, we're going to hit somewhere close to 78 degrees on Monday. So um, to all of you out there, I think we've done it. <laughs> the days are frozen. Uh, eyelashes and uh, single-digit temps while getting our runs in. I, I, I think, I hope, you know, those days might be behind us uh, for a while. But, you know, we'll see. March can be kind of tricky. <clears throat> but you're about to meet a guy by the name of um, John Calabrese. And, and John is a friend of mine, and uh, he uh, was newly initiated into this master category a couple years ago when he turned uh, 40. And he's really taken the category by storm. He's got over 70 ultras under his belt, uh, started back in 2017. And I feel like that number's off because this guy has a race on just about every single weekend he's doing something. So I think it's closer to 70,000 and ultra signup has it a little... Um, undercounted, uh, if you will. But, um, you know, his story is much deeper than the races he does and some of the podiums he stands on. He's heavily involved, as you're going to hear about, um, in an organization called Ainsley's Angels. And this amazing organization essentially helps those with disabilities enjoy the same euphoria that all of us are blessed enough to feel and experience um, when we cross the finish line. And so he's one of those individuals that helps those with um, certain disabilities, you know, uh, get to the finish line and enjoy the, the, the happiness and uh, euphoria that comes along with crossing the finish line. Just amazing stuff. So you're going to hear about that. And he's also, you know, an amazing father. He served in the Navy. Um, he is an incredible uh, friend to myself and, um, and many. Um, and, but you're also going to hear that he's battled his share of demons like so many of us. And, um, you know, a lot of us found ultra running because of that. It was a way to kind of, I know from, from my own perspective, a way to kind of um, cope with some of the um, the emotions and, and demons we have inside. So uh, John's going to kind of open up a little bit about that with uh, all of us. Um, but again, just, just one of those individuals that you feel very fortunate to know and to spend time with and, uh, and to hit the trails with and, um, and so forth. So um, I hope you enjoy this one. I definitely did. It's, it's, uh, it's always a good, good time to, to talk to him and uh, a very um, uplifting and uh, refreshing perspective from John. So without any further ado, here is Mr. John Calabrese. Ah, uh, well, there he is in the flesh, John Calabrese. How are you, my friend? I'm live from the pickup line. I got third place today. It was some hard work and dedication, but I did it. See, and this, yeah. is the, this is the deal with John is John is always competitive and he's always trying to get that podium finish, even when he's picking up his daughter. So, you know, right. there you go. All about the kids, man. All about the kids. <laughs> so quick, just a quick backstory on how this whole thing happened. Um, it's funny. I met John last year and I will never forget the image that is forever seared in my brain because 
you know, you, you go to these races and stuff like that. And you kind of, we always look around, even if people say, I don't care what the field looks like. You always look around, you try to assess things like right, that guy's going to be fast. This guy I want to stay away from whatever. And I'll never forget. It was at uh dog green. I think it was the 50 K last summer or something like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing my little scan of the area. And I see this guy up front. He's got this long hair. He's got this headband on. He's got this growth. He's got no freaking shirt on. He looks beyond <laughs> legit. And I'm like, all right, he's in the front too. And I'm like, that's the guy I'm going to stay away from because there's no way I can hang. And then what was funny is we actually met at the very end because I guess somehow maybe you took a two hour nap or something like that, but oh, I, got, no. I got closer to you and you, you beat me. I think you got first place in the age bracket, the 40 to 49 at that point. It was a lucky um, day. It was a lucky day. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then most recently, what was so cool about John is we did a race uh, a few weekends ago. And I was telling my son, um, who's 12, that I had the best day ever. And it wasn't because, I mean, I, I did okay. You did really well. You got second. I got third. But I said I had the best day. And I mean this with every ounce of my heart. I said I had the best day ever because I got to cheer on my friend beating oh. me. And it's so rare. It was an eight-hour you know, endurance thing. And it's so rare that the guy that beats you, you actually get to wait at the finish line cheering him on. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. But dude, I was so happy for you on that day. That that conversation we had like leading up to that was hilarious because we were all like, yeah, let's take the safe bet. Let's just do these single loops. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do that. Let's go. Let's get this. <laughs> and yeah, like all the people on the way, they saw me leaving for that last loop. They're like, where are you going? You're not, there's no way you're making that, man. I was like, oh, I am. Just wait. <laughs> We had, so to, for all the listeners, there was a, it was an eight hour endurance thing. The loops were 3.75 miles. And it was basically how many loops you can get in within the, the eight hours. And John and I were even, and I think there was something like 32 minutes left. And so you had the choice of either doing another 3.7 mile loop, but the, the risk and the gamble in doing that is that if you finish 3.65, and that's all you did. And it hit the cutoff time, which I think was four o'clock. You got no credit for any of the distance you covered, but you had the option of doing an out and back mile um, to build up miles that way. And so that's what I did with 32 minutes left. I felt like crap. You felt like crap. I thought we both felt like crap. Oh, I, did. I definitely I decided to do the safe thing, which is get three extra miles on. John was like, I'm just going to go for it. He flew. There was actually smoke coming out of him. And so I finished at the finish line. I'm sitting there and I'm like, everybody's looking for John. There's like two minutes left. And then I see John running toward the finish line. And I, I had, was raspy the next day because I was screaming so much. I'm like, John, come on. And the race director, Karen, she's like, you know, he, we got to stick to the time. And it was like the countdown was going and somehow you pulled it out to get those, that 3.75 miles in and, and you got second place and it was awesome. So I, that was, I'll never forget that. I always do things the hard way, man. It doesn't always work out in my favor. You can look at my ultra side up and see that I've had some bad, uh, it's went the other way plenty of times for me. You can just see that on the. <laughs> so, you know, the, the premise of this thing and, and the fun with this, to be honest, is you know, it's, it's, it's all about what we call master runners, everybody over the age of 40. And you and I, for the time being, at least for the next few years, are in the same bucket until thankfully I graduate out of it at 50. But um, 
you know, it's all about just talking about our experiences and what got us into it. And I have a story. Everybody has a story. And it's been a ton of fun talking to people to get those stories. So with you, and part of this is going to be cool for me, too, because I've never we've done some races together and had some miserable times out on the trail, but I've never like gotten to ask you a lot of this stuff. So it's going to be really cool for me to do this too. But um, so you got to kind of walk me through this. So in 2017, at least according to the perfect ultra sign up, and it's never wrong if it's on ultra sign up, but you know, at the age of 37, I think you decided to do your first ultra, which was a, a heck of a first ultra to do the Barkley Fall Classic, which not very smart. I, I mean, I, we didn't say John was the smartest in, in the world, but he is the one of the toughest out there. So um, and since then, I, you know, the numbers are all I, I think probably 70 some ultras since then you've done, I think. I don't know how many hundreds you do it. It seems like you're doing one every day, but I think you're doing one like it seems like every couple of weeks, every week during the summer. Like it's insane. I look at yeah. I look at your post and I look at your ultra sign up and I'm like, holy moly, I feel lazy because I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing two races a month and John's doing two a day. Um, no. <laughs> but so I, I wanted to ask you not not so much. Why did you pick a crazy race like the Barkley Fall Classic? But at the age of 37, you know, we're talking um, pro- close to five years ago. What made you do the switch? Were you a runner in high school? Was it something that like what made you switch over to ultras? So I, I don't really have much of a running background. I ran. I always kind of liked it. I, I, you know, I played football growing up, a lot of different team sports. But uh, what got me really into it. Uh, the military planted the seed for me, I think, just doing the PRT and stuff like that in the Navy. I didn't like doing it, but I would train a little bit here and there. But then uh, in 2017, I was I was going through a pretty rough divorce and it took a few years. So just to kind of cope with that and to stay, you know, just to, you know, just to stay in a good place mentally that I, I picked up running. I, I ran a, I ran the Newport News One City Marathon in 2017 and I just never looked back. I just kept running after that. And. I learned about the Barkley uh, Fall Classic and the marathons around then too. I was everyone was like, "That's the toughest race ever." So I was like, "Why not? Let's just see if they let me in to do it." And uh, there was a hurricane that year. I forget I forget what the hurricane what the name of the hurricane was, but um, anyway, like a lot of people dropped off, and Laz was on you know the group uh, board saying like, "Hey, well, we need people to do this race." So I put in. I was like, "Let's see if he lets me in." Like five minutes later, I got an invite. I was like, oh my gosh. I messaged Laz and Steve Durbin. I was like, is this for real? Are you guys letting me do this race? And they're like, yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you over here, buddy. That's so I was like, all right, cool. So I did it and it was miserable. I was way undertrained. Uh I somehow got a marathon finish. I didn't get the 50k the first year, but somehow I got a marathon finish. And main thing though I got from it, I was like, I like these people. They're all wild. They all got a story. They I, I don't even think it's the ultras, man. It's just meeting new, new runners, new ultra runners, like hearing their story. That's the sport right there. There's, they're so tough and I love them. Yeah. What was your, so, I mean, yeah, that is a, a, a nutty race to start. What was your, <laughs> what was your training leading up to that? Did you, did you even run before? Don't tell me you went in cold. No, 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 no. So I, I ran two marathons before that, that year I did uh Newport news and then I did uh the conquer the cope marathon in roanoke which i'm glad i did that because it's not barkley in any capacity but it's still a lot of like a lot of vert a lot of mountains a lot of like somewhat technical terrain so um and it's fast too 
all stuff that you need to do Barkley. You know, you gotta have some speed to like run on the runnable parts. There's not many runnable parts, but you, if you see like a flat area or like a downhill, you got to take it on Barkley Fall Classic. So it got me ready for that. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't ready for it by far. I mean, you know, it's it, it's hard to really dial it until you do a couple times. I mean, some people finish their first time, but it took me five years to be able to get the 50K finish. I, I did it a couple times. I got marathon finishes. And then, you know, I started doing harder races to prep for it, right? started getting more vert started doing more speed work and like tempo runs and stuff and i finally got it last year and i'm gonna do it again this year holy moly hey were you always like that as a kid too was it one of those things that you you know i just imagine you as one of those crazy kids that's jumping off roofs and you know like <laughs> throwing lawn Actually, dart throwing lawn darts at your buddies and stuff like that like what kind of kid were you? Did you always like adventures like this or Oh, I never was, man. I mean, I played with I played with friends. We played team sports and stuff. We played a lot of football, uh, hockey, you know, just a lot of sports. Uh, but no, nah, I never did wild stuff like that. I didn't watch Jackass growing up or anything. Well, I, I did a little bit, but like just as jokes. But yeah, I never really did that stuff. I would be like, I'd laugh at other people doing it, but I wasn't going to do that stuff, man. Yeah. So it was with the Barkley Fall Classic. It was, was it only the community or was it also that idea of, failing and, and just trying to do something that's so difficult knowing that when you finish it it's you're going to feel like a million bucks like what was I think it was some of that too because like um I was happy just to get the marathon finished or not being that good you know not that like season of an ultra runner or anything like that or even an ultra runner to begin with just marathons and stuff but like yeah I was like I wonder what I actually need to get this thing done like the right way and I just started working harder and harder and like when I ran it again, 2018, I got better at it. I, I, I still missed the cutoff, but I improved my time by like two hours or something. And then, um, yeah. And then just this last time I, I did it when I finally got back in, uh, yeah, I got the 50 K and I'll probably do better this time because it's just, it's such a hard race. So you just got to get really, you know, it takes a while to dial it in for some people like me, like I said, some people finish at their first attempt, but it, for me, it's such a hard race. It just, it was a process. Yeah. That's, that's unreal. I, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day, I said, you know, they were asking me about ultras and it's always like everyone I do, it's like, well, how did you do? And it's always, it's so much bigger than that. And, you know, it's like when somebody asks you how you're doing and you're like, fine, well, there's, there's more to it than just that. And it's really hard to, you know, describe to somebody what ultras are. And it really is, like you said, it's that sense of community. I mean, one of the yeah. coolest thing is, you know, you know, you could be out there on the trail or in a race and you catch up with somebody for 30 minutes, 40 minutes or whatever, and you got a new best friend. And, and then one of you says, all right, I'm out of here. And you just decide to kind of break up and go down the road. And then somebody else comes your way. And then you got a new best friend. And at the finish, everybody's so supportive during the race. If, you know, if somebody notices you're down or buckled over, or you got cramps in your legs, like, you know, my last two weekends ago, somebody fell over a rock and did a tumble. And it's like, you're just not, I stopped and I just went over and I, I pulled him up and helped, you know, get his knees because they were bleeding and stuff like that. Because it's, that's what it's about. It's not about yeah. like, hey, are you okay? I'm going to continue at my, you know, warp speed pace here. It's just, you, it, it's you bigger grow, than bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but dude, I've had so many people help me on races before. Like I, I don't even remember their name. Like, it was, like people that didn't even know me, they were just like, hey, man, I, I see you're you're having these issues. My brother's going to be waiting for you at the aid station. And I get there, are you John? Oh, I've got what you need, man. Come over here. That's happened to me countless times. There's no other sport where people are this kind to you. Like, for my first Barkley Fall Classic, 
I, I called up a friend I met at a race once just because I knew she lived in Knoxville. I was like, hey, can I crash before this race? And she was like, yeah, can you pick up a, this other guy in Staunton on the way over? I, I was like, I don't know him, but sure. I don't, I, I barely know you, but that's the community. You know, yeah. we're just, oh, we're all going to be friends. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Anybody who isn't in the ultra world, I mean, that's the big benefit to it is just this gigantic sense of community. You know, it's really, really magical. Um, oh, yeah. So what, like, you're doing all these races. You started out with a crazy hard race. You're going through 2017, 2018, 19, now 2022. What, what keeps you motivated? What is it? Is it just the search of a constant challenge? Is it, is there, I mean, I'm sure you have bucket list races that you're like, all right, one day when I grow up, I want to do Western States or I want to do bad water 135, or I want to do, whatever. I mean, what keeps you on a day-to-day basis or race-to-race basis? Like, I'm, you're one of those guys that I feel like, I know you're organized. You remind me a lot of my wife because she's ungodly organized and she has her whole calendar mapped out for the entire year. She doesn't run, but in other ways, she's got it all mapped out. But I also, you also strike me as one of those guys that you'll finish a race and then you'll be in your car right afterward looking for the next one. <laughs> I mean, but what is it that keeps you going like with this whole thing i like you said i, I like the challenge I, I like sign up for like the hardest stuff out there i like i'm kind of sick like that man like i'll do a really hard race just to get into another hard race you know like for like the example the ring you know in order to do the reverse ring you got to do the ring which you know they're both the ring's pretty hard to begin with but then you know you get the reverse ring i mean i i yeah i just like the different challenges and just accomplishing them and eventually i would like to do bad water 135 you know just that's how running is now. You just have to have kind of like a resume to get into these really hard races because they're so exclusive and I'm not an elite runner. So in order to separate myself from pe- people that, you know, deserve a spot, you know, I, I like to do a bunch of different things to, you know, show my heart and, you know, passion for the races. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Insane, my friend, insane. <laughs> um, so you can relate to this because you're also a father. We're going to dig into this, but my son, and I've mentioned this before, you know, he's 12. And, um, you know, you like to think sometimes as a dad that the things you're doing are, are inspiring your kid and or your kids. And, you know, you're, I certainly didn't have that dad that was running races. My dad and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but my dad had the dad bod. He was, a, he was the normal dad of the seventies and eighties and just nothing against him, but he just looked like a dad. Here you are doing all this amazing stuff. You have a daughter. I have a son who's 12. And the funny thing about my my son is that he is not really happy that I'm doing any of it. And the races that he comes to, that my wife and and he come to, like a couple of times he's made like a sign and stuff like that, but he doesn't have like a big smile on his face because he's literally, he's told me he's scared I'm going to kill myself or hurt myself. Cause it's so different from what anybody else's dad's doing. And he's terrified oh, yeah. that he's going to die. He's just going to die. And so every race that daddy has, he's, he's risking his life. So I have to explain to him that it's okay. This is just what I do, whatever. So, you know, like, I hope that in some way I'm inspiring him to not, not necessarily run and stuff like that, but that it's a lesson in life that you're not always going to finish first. You're not going to win. You're not going to get the place you want. It's not always going to be pleasant, but there's a lot to say um, about a heart and just going through the tough times and just appreciating the good times and that life is really this 
kind of up and down um, road. How is, you know, tell me about, it's it's Jillian, right? That's Jillian. Yeah, that's my daughter, Jillian. So tell me about Jillian. And then what does she say when she sees daddy doing all this nutty stuff? I mean, she she's supportive. And I do a lot of races with her. We've ran, I think, four or five 5Ks, a bunch of fun runs. Um, I tell her about ultras like Barkley. I'm like, Jillian, no woman's ever finished Barkley. Why is that? Do you think you can do that? And like, oh, I'll just, I'll plant seeds in her head. And like, she's like really? A, a woman can do that? A woman can definitely do that. I'm like, yeah, you're, I think you're right. I think you can do that. Like, I'll tell her stuff like that. But um, I mean, she, she doesn't really come to a lot of my, she's come to a lot of my um marathons. I don't really take her to too many ultras. I probably should. I'd like to take her to Barkley Fall Classic. But the, my thing with that is, I mean, the race is so long. And yeah, there is some scary, like on that race, especially, there's some free hairy stuff out there. People getting hurt and stuff. So like, I mean, that kind of, that aspect kind of scares me about it, but I, she's helped me a lot on uh, marathons. Like my favorite one with her for Ainsley's angels. uh, I I pushed the fella on there uh, and uh, he just at the Marine Corps marathon. It was pouring down rain. It was in 2019. I don't know if you remember that year, but it was just pouring down rain, miserable out. And uh, I thought she was going to like freak out and just want to go home, but she stayed the whole time. And I ended up giving her my medal after the race because Uh. she was yeah, she was supportive of the other runners and everyone pushing it with Ainsley's. And, you know, she was, yeah, she was having fun. So, like, um, I hope one day to actually run uh, Marine Corps Marathon with her just because, you know, she helped crew me on it. it you know, she has the she has the medal from 2019. You know, that, that would be, like, an all-time, like, goal for me, over, like, 100 milers and stuff like that. Just doing stuff like that with her. I mean, I want to – if I inspire her to, like, run, awesome. But – Mainly just, you know, whatever sport, you know, hopefully she can see my love for and passion for running and apply it to whatever sport that, you know, she she loves with all her heart, like riding horses and dancing. That's what she's mainly into right now. But I hope she does cross country. I mean, I never ran cross country growing up. I did track a little bit in middle school. I wish I, I really regret not doing that. But I'm trying not I'm trying hard not to push what I wanted to do growing up on her because that's not right. And a lot of parents do that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that she follows her heart and does what she wants to do. And if anything, she can look to me for him. You know, maybe she'll look at what dad, the crazy stuff that dad does to get inspiration for and apply to what she does, what she loves to do. Well, it's it's the life lessons that I feel like are, are, are buried inside, you know, trail running and ultra running. Right. Like it rarely goes according to plan. You try to prepare and then your your plans go out the window and. You got to try to figure things out and there's a series of ups and downs, but as long as you give it your best and you persevere and you find a way through it, when you cross the finish line, whether you're first, third or 80th, it, it doesn't matter. It's all about, you know, you know, getting through the tough spots and just enduring and, and pushing through. So I think there's a lot of really, really, really valuable life lessons in there that I don't know. I, I, I'm sure she's going to see or she sees now. And I hope that my son sees it now. Like he doesn't have to do these ultras. I don't want him thinking that, you know, or dreading like, Oh, I can't wait till dad asked me to do it. My, my first 50 or something like that. Like I'm definitely not, I'm not one of those dads. That's like, you know, because I liked running, you gotta, yeah. you gotta run or any of that. And I, I do see a lot of that. And I see a lot of kids that kind of resent that and, oh, uh, yeah. and they yeah. end up, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if, if you if you push them too soon, like I've seen that so many times. Like little kids, like Jillian's age, Jillian's eight, and like I see kids who race the races that are already doing like like seven minute pace and stuff like that. And the dad's like, "Finish strong, go remember your training." I'm like, "Yeah, they're kids, man. You can't you can't you can't get that deep. That's that's how I look at. I mean, 
running should be fun first before anything. Like, like me and Jillian, we, we don't run super fast together. We just have fun. I just try to give her to like the sport, you know, like I never give her candy or anything like that. But like, if she starts like bonking out in a race, I'll bring Sour Patch Kids. I'll be like, Jillian, come on. You know, like, just like, we just have fun with it. I just want her to actually like the sport before she starts going all hard at it. Yeah. So what's the longest race she's done so far? Uh, she, 5K. But what I want to do. and uh, you know, miler? Well, I would, yeah. <laughs> Under miler? No, I, what I'd like to do is like, she doesn't be totally on board with it, but I would love to do the Marine Corps 10K with her and just kind of plant the seed. So when she gets older, try to do Marine Corps with her at some point. I mean, yeah, the 10K is really cool. I, I think she could do it right now. But I would not sign her up for that unless she was totally on board and wanted to do it. I think I think she would just because she she has the history with the Marine Corps Marathon. But um, yeah, I wanted to be totally cool. And also, Marine Corps Marathon hasn't happened for two years now, so I mean, there's that angle too. So I mean, just gonna kind of wait and make sure the once the race comes back, this hopefully this year it goes on and everything. And you know, once it um once you know I'm more confident about the race happening, then I'll bring it up to her and you know plan from there. Gotcha. Tell me more about, and you mentioned it earlier, and I've, I've known about it, and it's part of, um, you know, to be honest, you know, one of the things that, I mean, you're, you're a very inspiring guy, and um, one of the things that you're involved with is Ainsley's Angels, and I don't know if you want to talk about that connection, or you want to talk about Donald, I mean, you've done, you're just an amazing human being and doing some amazing stuff um, there, no, so do you I'll, want to touch on that, or? Yeah, so like, uh, I was, it was 2018. This is actually like a week after I ran the Barkley uh, Fall Classic. I was just, you know, um, I was running a half marathon in Prince William County. They used to have a, a, a half marathon there that started at Jiffy Loop Live and went around like the battlefield area. But um, I was lined, I was lined up front, you know, and I, I saw uh, Team Donald up front. I saw Michael Harms and Donald Harms. And I was like, who are these two? What are they doing? Are they going to, are they going to win this race? What's going on? And like, you know, I, I said hi before the race and everything. And then, uh, you know, when the gun goes off, they're they've got to be in like they had to be in at least top 10 the whole race like i just i was just in awe like on the out and backs and stuff they were like so far ahead of me and i was just like oh my gosh these guys are killing it so you know after the race i was just so moved by them like i messaged them on facebook i was like you guys are so awesome i love what you're doing you know you've inspired me i'm gonna you know i want, I want to start doing this also so I, I started pushing with ainsley's angels you know uh, the, a couple you know, I, I start, I started like almost like right after that I've done every single distance with Ainsley's except for ultras. And we had planned to do a 50 miler and, uh, in, was in 2020, we were going to do the, the tap to that tap to tap, uh, one on the Capitol trail, like from one Capitol house to another, wow. uh, main reason I, I selected that one just cause, uh, it's all paved so we could easily push on there and there's tons of places for aid and support and stuff like that. So there'd be no issues with, you know, you know, if we needed anything and we'd have, you know, our crew right there, but it got canceled because of COVID. And I don't even think they've had the race since, unfortunately, but that one would be a really good one to do that. I mean, I'd love to do that at some point, but um, I haven't really pushed that much since COVID. Unfortunately, I did um, a 5k in a Halloween 5k with my buddy, Justin. He, he dressed up like the Mandalorian. Uh, he dressed up like the main character in the Mandalorian, uh, the bounty hunter guy. And I was, uh, I was Groku. I think that's the same. I, I, I'm, I'm terrible with names in Star Wars, but like, yeah, I was, I was Baby Yoda and uh, yeah, I was pushing him. We got second overall. I, I think we got second overall. We got first wow. overall push. Yeah, we were, we were flying, but yeah, I love that stuff. I, I wish, we, you know, we could, I could get into that more right now, but it's, I think like just because what happened in uh, 
2020 with all the races canceling, I just got so deep into ultras. And, you know, um, I, again, I, I, I love Ainsley's Angels. I want to go back and do it more. But I just I think I got so hooked on doing ultras during that because, like, I was doing a lot of self-supported stuff. And then when ultras came back, I was just like, yes, because they, they were actually happening over, like, marathons and, like, shorter distances on the road because mm-hmm. the limited fields and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just got really deep into ultras after 2020. Well, describe, too, for those listening that may not know what it is, describe what Ainsley's Angels, what they do as a, an organization. So uh, basically uh, what happens is, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, people that want to compete that, you know, that aren't able to run or, you know, that have like, you know, like Donald, for example, that has cerebral palsy, you know, this gives them, this gives athletes the ability to be able to, you know, be pushed, you know, on races like Marine Corps Marathon, experience it, you know, and be a part of everything, have people cheer for you. It's a, they're a wonderful organization. You know, there's nothing like pushing it at the Marine Corps Marathon. That's probably like one of the highest points of racing I've ever been in. Cause like, everyone gives you love on the course and everyone's like, you know, everyone's telling your writer, good job. It's, I mean, it's, it's, they, I want to say like every single time I push, I, I felt more, more powerful and more like strong, you know, you know, just try, you know, trying to help somebody else out than doing stuff for myself. Like, you know, I get, I get more inspired helping others than trying to do stuff for myself always. So like, I, I've always loved doing stuff for Angels Angels. Uh, yeah. I, I love, I love the community and yeah, I, 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 I feel so bad. Like I really need to get back to doing that. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I think regardless of the, the distance race you do, but the, the finish lines can be really emotional. It could be an emotional, you know, cry where it's like, thank God this is over. But it's also the most euphoric thing in the world. And like, you know, two weekends ago when I did that race in West Virginia, to be completely honest, I am not ashamed to say this at all because um, everybody who knows me knows this, but, um, I can be, I can be emotional and I'm fine being emotional whenever I want to be emotional and I don't care about it. And so my dad was down at this race I did in West Virginia. And that was part of it too, that he was going to be there. And we've had, we didn't have the best, you know, he wasn't the best human being in the world growing up, but you get past that and you get older and, we went through a long time without speaking. And finally, you know, we started speaking again. And long story short, he was going to be at the finish line for this race. And it was the craziest thing in the world because I'm finishing this race and I go down the last section. I can see the finish line and my dad's there. And man, you know, he's he's going to be 78 and like I'm, I'm 47. And like in that instant, it was like I was seven years old again, running to my 30 year old dad. And it was like, I just ran across the finish line. I hugged my dad and I started bawling. Like I was like a 10 year old kid. And uh, he thought I was laughing. He was like, what's so funny. And he looked at me. And then when he saw I was crying, he started crying because I inherited his gene of emotion and all that. But it can be like, it's just such a euphoric, amazing motion emotion when you cross the finish line of any race, a 5k, a 50k, a hundred K a hundred, like it, it just doesn't matter. And so to share that with somebody who wouldn't normally be able to get that, to, to allow them to enjoy that happiness and euphoria, like that's, that's amazing stuff, man. Big props on that. Like you, you posting that online, like even the, the trail community is really cool, but I, I, you know, you definitely know this there, there's some cynical people in the community and there's a lot of joking and stuff like that, but I've never seen so many, so much positive feedback, especially on like, like groups like trail and ultra running. Like you got a lot of respect for my post and I, you deserve it because you know, that it's hard to share stuff like that, like in that big of a community, you know, but like, I didn't you know everything was positive. That people wrote, I was like, 
I, dude, I much respect for doing that, man. And, and that's, a great, that's a great story too. I'm glad that that happened, man. Well, and that's the funny thing about the the running groups and all that. You, if somebody posts like, "Hey, what's does anybody like aftershocks headphones?" They don't. They don't <laughs> oh, always yeah. answer the question. They'll say, "Dude, nobody listens to music. If you listen to music, you're an idiot." And then it gets into this knife fight between like, is music good or music? It's just insane how it goes downhill really quickly, but. Um, yeah, I only try to share the, the very, uh, sincere stuff that can't be misconstrued kind of emotional stuff in there. And that, I just kind of keep it to that. So I love the way that that went down, man. I mean, like, um, like I said, and that's another reason why I like Ainsley's too. I mean, like we're, everyone's so different, different ideologies and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, runners gravitate toward each other, regardless of ideology. But like, if, you know, you know, when, when you post something about like, you know, like what you did or like you know me running Ainsley's I mean I, I think it unites people together a lot a lot more like it's just it's just very positive you know I think if I wish more people would find ways to like you know unite together instead of dividing like that exactly man yeah absolutely so I I wanted to ask you this too like I've always felt that running was kind of like a source of meditation for me and I always joke with my wife that like you know she doesn't give me a hard time about the running and all that she supports it but I told her I said look without this, I mean, God knows what I need to have medically to have this kind of like mental power and clarity that I have, you know, it's always been kind of my source of meditation and stuff like that, kind of where I work things out. I could have, it could be positive things. It could be things that I'm just trying to figure out or problems or issues or whatever, but it all kind of gets sorted on the trail. And so with running with you, I mean, I know you like to do all these races, you're ungodly competitive, you're great at what you do. Um, but is it, is there something else about it that you find in it? Do you find like some type of meditation or is, is there anything else in there that pulls you toward it? De- definitely. So like, uh, one me, Oh, a couple, couple big things. Like one, I, I'm, so I, I, I was an alcohol. Well, I, I'll always be an alcoholic, I, you know, from the military, uh, even in high school, like for a, a long time, you know, just uh, irresponsibly using alcohol. I used it. I used that to cope, use it the, com- the complete wrong way. Yeah. I, but like, um, for me, running is kind of like, I don't want to say replace that, but it, it helps me cope with that stuff better. And it, again, it helps me, as you were mentioning, like with your dad, like it helps bring me back to who I was before I started doing that stuff. You know, I, you know, I love sports. I wasn't necessarily a runner runner when I was younger. I mean, I liked it. I did in, in like middle school and stuff, but like, it does help me feel more like me before, like I kind of lost my way with alcohol. So that that's one part of it, but then also just the disconnect from technology. I mean, I feel like I know, I mean, we're doing a podcast right now using phones and stuff like that, but I mean, like, you know, I, I just, I, sometimes I just need to unplug, man, with everything going on and like Facebook yeah. and like Instagram, everything. I mean, like, I just like to, you know, just get, I detach myself from that stuff and just get out to nature and just be without any technology and, you know, just relax. Yeah, I, I think that, too. you know, it's funny because if you look at any of our daily lives, it's like, you know, all day long, we're in, we have our heads in some type of technology, whether it's yeah. something like this or your phone or Facebook or a, a WebEx with something. It's like, it's just nonstop. And there's addiction that I think uh, all of us have to it. It's like, as soon as you put it down and we go in the other room to go to the bathroom, we come back out, or maybe we just took the phone in the bathroom with us. Who knows? But like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, let's see who, oh my gosh, there's a new post. Oh, John's doing it, whatever. And so to be without that, I think there's a lot to be said for just 
kind of stripping that away and just being with yourself and listening to your own thoughts and Mm -hmm. being out in nature. You know what I mean? I think that's important, man. I mean, like for me, like, you know, just being in the military and then again, you know, the the history of the alcohol, like for me, like I'd like to uh, be able just to kind of work stuff out in my head. Like I think that's a reason, a big reason why I do the harder races too, just because I mean, it, it takes sometimes like really difficult situations to kind of like look into yourself, see what's there unpack things maybe from like 2020 you know, just just tough tough times in your life that you know you can just kind of like again look within and just you know push yourself and just work stuff out while you're out there yeah so here you are safely in the master running category because you're now 42 right yeah and <laughs> huh 42 right yeah that's yeah, right, so you're, you're in there now um mm-hmm is, you know, and I talk to people and I, you know, I have friends that, you know, in their sixties and seventies and some of the other podcasts I had, you know, you know, Penny, who, you know, is 70 and Wally 78. These people are just like nonstop. Like they literally Wally Hesseltine said he wants to do it till he dies. Like, I don't think his mission is to die on the trail, but he's like, literally until I can't physically move my legs, I'm going to do it. And so now that you're 42, I mean, where do you see this? Do you see, is this something you want to do and keep challenging yourself into your, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s? Is there a pivot you want to make at some point? Like what's, what's the deal with all that? What do you think? So I'm doing a lot of races this year. Uh, after this year, I'm going to run half marathons for a little bit with my girlfriend. And then like, uh, I want, I want, I want to see her accomplish her goals. Like she wants to qualify for Boston. She's want to do that her whole life. So uh, I'm going to help her do that. Cause I mean, like, I'm not a great marathon runner, but I think I can help her do that. And then, you know, after she does that stuff, you know, if, if she's okay with the the amount of training that, that it takes to do like, you know, harder hundred milers, like, like bad water and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. then I, you know, I'd be open to doing that, but I don't want to just like, you know, it, the time that goes into the sport, it's just ridiculous. Like for long runs and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I just don't want to be like greedy like that, you know, just to be, you know, like, Oh, I'm doing another race this weekend or, you know, like, it's just it's so much time spent i don't think it's fair so like i want to just you know it you know if i get the itch and she like she's like i want you to do this that's cool but i you know i don't want to push that on anybody because yeah again it's a very time-consuming sport and it can be really selfish i think so i know i know this is an alternating podcast but <laughs> so for the record i i want i want you to one day play this back and listen to me saying this i'm going to put it on record right here and I'm calling, uh, I'm, I'm calling BS on this one. Um, but cause I don't see a point in your life where you're going to have three or four ultras for the year and that's it, but maybe I'm wrong, well, but I'm doing, okay. next year I'm doing fun. I'm doing the 50 mile or fun because I, have you seen that metal? I mean, like normally I don't chase medals, but that thing is epic and fun's a cool race. Carl Perkins is an awesome race director. Yeah. Really cool community there. And also it's, that time of year, like, like mid January, it's like horrible weather. It's like snowy and just terrible. So like, yeah, I got to do that one. But like, yeah, after that, probably good feel for just a li- at least a couple of years. Cause dude, I mean, like if you look at my race schedule for this year, I think I'm doing like 500 milers and then a bunch of other horrible stuff. Like <laughs> just a, a bunch of terrible races. I mean, they're fun and they're challenging, but I mean, like I'll need a little break, but I, I mean, like I I'm sure at some point, you know, I'll, I'll be back doing that, but I'll still be, I'm, I'm still going to put like 50, at least 50 miles a weekend, I mean, if not more, but yeah, I mean, I love Ryan. That's who I am. But again, you know, 
when you have a girlfriend stuff like that it's it's you know i just feel it's like selfish to be like oh well going to the mountains see you see you later bye i know (laughs) i know i know i know and then even the ones that are out of town like this one a couple weekends ago you know it's you know six and a half hour drive for me so that involves you know spending the night and so it's it's like hey you're not you're not saying i'll see you in you know, eight hours, six hours, you're saying, Hey, I'll see you in three days. Cause you got a day to go down a day to do the race and a, you know, so it's, it's a big time commitment. I totally get what you're saying. By yeah, the way, I, I think I'm, I think I signed up for fun. I think I did. Dude, the 50 um, miles? Now, is there a smaller one they're doing? Uh, not the 50. So they do a 25 K a 50 K and a 50 miler. I think I did the 50. I did a 50 K. You gotta, you gotta get that bumped up to the 50 miler, man. Let's get it. Let's get that. Let's get that medal. It's huge, man. Like uh, go on Facebook and look at it. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's like the size of a coffee table, man. Ah, oh, that race is so hard to get into. It sells out so quickly. I don't even know if I could change it. I'll try though. You know, Carl would probably, since you're in, he would probably let you switch. I mean, he's a cool dude. I, I unless right. like there's, certain like cap spots but i don't think there is i think it's just the overall number so you should be fine but if you don't want to do the 50 mile don't do it because it's, no i'll totally do it i'll do it no it's a, it's so cold dude like a lot of people dropped us because they were like i'm done <laughs> bye <laughs> i want that medal um so here's an, an interesting thing about john if if uh you know if if you follow john on facebook and stuff like that chances are you're going to see a lot of pictures of um, shoes and gear. And, yeah. uh, John, I would say is a self proclaimed sneakerhead. I'm just gonna, right. Is that fair to yeah. say that pretty much, but you know what? I look at it this way. It's always good to rotate shoes. I've never, I've never been significantly injured. Granted, I haven't been running a whole lot. I've been running for five years about something like that, but, um, so my my legs aren't as like stretched, uh, you know, like uh, stressed out as some people have yeah. been doing, like you know, running their whole life or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I rotate out, rotate shoes pretty regularly, and uh, yeah, I haven't had any injury issues. So I mean, there is that. So it's something no, to consider. No, but you like shoes. You love shoes. Like it's beyond that, right? Like you just love the different shoes that are out there, right? Like you'll yeah, go from yeah. like Brooks to Ultra to you'll go oh, all I, over the place, right? I, I, yeah, I use every single shoe out there. And I've worked at a couple of different uh, run specialty stores. I've worked at VA Runner and Lucky Road. And uh, yeah, I, so like um, I had to, I can't, I, I can't work and run specialty right now because I'm just working with Donald. And the other time I have, I, I'm with my daughter, but um, I love running. I, I love working at run specialty, like finding out about like like trends and like about you know what what's happening, to the, you know, to the sh- different shoes and stuff like that. Seeing uh, updates to the shoes, I mean, I feel like it makes me a better runner, being knowledgeable about that stuff, and then I can help out others better. Also, did you get a pair of the Alpha Flies yet? Like that guy that was at the uh, the the last race we did, he's wearing Alpha Flies on a muddy trail. That, 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 <laughs> so what I'm thinking about doing, I've got the Vapor Fly. I'm thinking about wearing that on JFK. But um, what I'll probably do is switch shoes. Like I'll I'll keep trail shoes on until I get done with the AT. And then I'm thinking about using the va- the vapor fly on the CNO and the road portions at the end. But I, I want to get in the top 100 on that race. I'm gonna treat it like a, I'm just gonna run it hard like a marathon. I've never really done that on an ultra before. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna run it like a road marathon and just go crazy on it. That's crazy. Well, beyond shoes, tell me about like, you know, I'm always nosy with people about their gear and nutrition and stuff like that. Like, tell me what normally if it's a 50 mile or over race, what kind of um, what kind of 
gear do you bring? What kind of nutrition? What what do you like to eat? What's your favorite go to? So it, it's know. so weird, man. From race to race, it's completely different. Like uh, on something like what we did on Sandy Bottom, I would just use goose. And just, you know, if it's something more like a marathon, I'm just doing that kind of pace. I'll use, I'll mainly use, just use goose. But like this weekend on uh, the reverse ring, oh my gosh, I ate so much food. I ate, in the course of that race, I think I ate four hot dogs, two pe- uh, no, two slices of pizza. Um, oh man, this guy made me this pancake sandwich. It had, it, so it was a pancake with uh, <laughs> bananas in it, Nutella all over it, and then bacon in it. it, it so like, yeah, I eat so much food. But I was still tired from those mountains. Like I kept like at one point, my friend Tony, he kept on like I kept on lagging behind him. And I was like, dude, I'm so tired. I'm just I'm gonna curl up on that rock right there and sleep for 10 minutes. And he was like, if you do that, I'm leaving you. He's just straight up said like that. And we were the only we were the last people left because everyone else dropped. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I kept going with him. But yeah, like even after all that food, I had a bunch of caffeine too. I was drinking coffee constantly, uh, Coca-Cola. Uh, just anything with caffeine, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was seeing a lot of sugar. I still was tired. So it just kind of depends on from race to race, like, uh, like mountainous races, I can just eat crazy amounts of food and still be tired. Do you do anything with, um, like, I, you know, I'm, um, addicted to coffee. You know, I have probably, I have my, you know, I have my two cups in the morning, two cups at two in the afternoon, and then maybe one before bed and I can sleep like a baby. Um, I started messing around with caffeine pills and if I can't stop to have any coffee or soda or anything, I'll pop a couple. Do you do anything with like supplements, caffeine pills, anything like that? I actually wish I had one of those. I, for some reason, I didn't take them on the reverse ring. I wish that I had one of those because that, that probably would help me a lot. But yeah, I've, I've used them on a couple races and yeah, they, they do help out a lot, man. Like I've, they've taken me out some really bad places. Like I've just been like, Oh my gosh, I got to drop this race. But then like, I take that and like, let's go guys. Woo! Like you start getting like, you know, you start getting crazy again, but yeah. Um, yeah. Those things are difference makers when you start getting to that really bad spot. Yeah. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, I don't know why I didn't bring those, but um, yeah, I, I, I took a lot in a lot of caffeine though, like elsewhere. Like I had like one thing I really like, have you ever read that, that Coke coffee? It's like a mix. Oh, of yeah, I can't do that. That's such gross, man. That's Dude, nuts. I, delicious man so i have that yeah i drink a lot of, yeah, a lot of nit- nitro cold brew yeah. yeah i'm all about caffeine but um yeah i wish I, I need to actually stock up on those pills man those things are wonderful but i, I think also like i'm kind of scared to take too many of those because when you like when you take that and then all that coffee and stuff also like you know i, I don't know i don't i don't want to i know you can overdose from caffeine at some point but i mean like i swear maybe even that happened on the ring because, or the reverse ring because i i took so much of that stuff just to stay awake and i was just i was dragging man yeah but look, your stomach can apparently handle, you know, pancake sandwiches with Nutella and, you know, sliced banana. So I was eating all day to try to keep to keep energy. And I was just I was just dying, man. It was, it was a rough race because it seems like, you know, there's uh, you know, and I I asked this of uh, Wally, um, actually the first episode, who's 78. I think he's about he's, he's close to turning 79, but he's he's nuts. He's done a race every single month since 1981. And so he's. He's just, he actually did Tunnel Hill is his last 100 last year and all that. So I was asking him, I was like, what's, you know, you see all this fancy stuff that's out there now, the goose, the, you know, I like the, um, the, uh, the honey stingers and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, that stuff's okay. He said, I just like, you know, I'll take like a, a hot dog bun and I'll put some peanut butter in it and I'll just slam that thing in there and nothing fancy. That's it. (laughs) Dude, my favorite overall bacon. Like, dude, it's the best. Like, you got salt, you got all that stuff. It's wonderful, man. Yeah, bacon, dude. Pocket, ba- pocket bacon. <laughs> uh, 
so as far as all right, you talked about nutrition, um, hydration gear, when do you carry a pack? Do you try to carry a pack on like the over 50 mile stuff or do you stay away from the pack? Uh, if I'm doing loops, I never take a pack. Uh, but yeah, it, anything over, yeah, definitely. Even no, even like 50 Ks, I'll still take a pack. Yeah, I just um, for the most, well, some 50 Ks, like I did not dog her and I just kept a, a spy belt and then a handheld. So like fast 50 Ks, I'll, I'll, I'll use like a lighter, uh, a lighter amount of gear, like a spy belt and a handheld. But um, anything mountainous or anything, I always have a pack for 50 K and over just because some of those climbs, man, that can just, it, for me, it, it can really, it can take a long time to do certain climbs for me. I'm not super fast on climbing mountains. Yeah. I wanted to ask you too, cause the, my, so my, my, one of my best friend um, who I met in middle school, he ran track in high school. I want to go back to your high school um, point earlier. And he ran track and a lot of my friends ran track, but for some stupid reason, I thought, well, you know, track isn't a cool sport, so I'm not going to run track. I'm going to instead, because I was horrible at it, play lacrosse and sit on the bench. But at least I'll have this JV varsity or JV jersey that people will think I'm cool and all that. And I didn't do it because I was worried about like people saying, ah, you just run track. And to this day, he still tells me, he's like, Mike, look, I really, I, I would have loved if you ran track back in high school. That's like my one thing I wish I could change. And I'm like, I wish I could change it too. And, you know, you mentioning that you didn't run track in high school. Was that like, what was the thing in high school? Was there a reason that you didn't run it? I mean, it wasn't the same reason I didn't run it, but was no, there a reason I, that you? I was, I, I was really bad at high school, man. Like I, I partied a lot. I, I didn't make good grades. It's it just, um, I think I, I, I think I had like the ability to do it. It's just, I wasn't motivated at all, man. It was just a bad, bad time of life. And I think that again, that just kind of like going into the military, you know, it, it, if you, a lot of people join the military thing, it's just going to correct them if they have issues before, like with like alcohol or whatever the case is, you know, that it's not going to fix you. If anything, you're just going to hold on to things that held that held you together in other situations. So yeah. Um, you know, I, I, definitely I, I had to overcome a lot of like demons and stuff like that and uh, you know again i think ultras really helped me out because i can still if, if stuff like that surfaces it's a good way to combat but yet certain races though like you know wild oak you know if you if you don't go into it with like a pure heart, a heart i mean that stuff's still going to surface like the last couple of times i ran the race being alone for hours on end i think about a lot of that stuff and it's dark man i mean like certain races like that yeah i mean it's still that stuff still gets me it's hard yeah Speaking of uh, different things during longer races, have you ever hallucinated? Never hallucinated. There is my one thing that happens all the time, my headlamp. Like I, I swear I see like ghosts or like if I get really tired or like certain things like shine a certain way. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, is that <laughs> there's a nun with a knife that's going to stab me? You know, like just weird stuff. Like, yeah. So like, I question stuff I see with like my headlamp all the time, but that's it. I've never really like hallucinated, but like I've gotten pretty weird though. Like I've sleep deprivation. I, I get, I'll, I'll just like start like talking about like, I don't know, just weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Anything to, anything to just kind of like stay awake and be normal. I'll just like, John, you know, John, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, since you mentioned a, a nun with a knife or something like that, I think uh, Pemberton this year, I'm going to dress up as a nun and carry a knife don't, and jump don't, out don't, on don't, you on the trail or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to take that. What was it? That, that, that pink flamingo. I might take that with me to defend myself. <laughs> do a loop with that on uh so if you know if everything's accurate online i looked and you've got so bad water cape fear is coming up in march right 
Yeah, that, that's my next big one. But I'm doing some other ones too. I, I this is gonna sound bad, but I don't even know what my next. Oh yeah, I'm doing I'm doing sheets to sheets. I'm doing a 14 mile race. I'm actually I'm gonna try to win it. We'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'm I'm not super I'm not super fast like some like marathon runners. But I mean like I'll still try. I, the last time I did that, I think I got third or fourth overall. And like the actually the guy that won it he beat me within like the last like mile or something. It was like brutal. His name's Chris, but yeah, I'll, I'll, it'll be fun to race him again. With the, the shorter, speedier stuff, what, with your weekly training that you do, do you vary it? I mean, do you throw in a speed day? Oh yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, uh, I'll go to the, so I, I just now, I, I don't really go to the track that often. Like usually I'll just like run faster paces with friends and stuff like that, or just um, on my own. Uh, but yeah, the other day I did, you know, even like leading into uh, the reverse ring, I, I did a track workout. I think I averaged like a 645 pace. I mean, I, I can't run uh, high fives is like the fastest I can go. I've never gone on under like, I think like 550. So I'm, I'm not like a super fast road runner. I'd rather just like do the endurance stuff, like, you know, s- slower pace you know, over the distance. But I, I do like doing speedier workouts, but it, that stuff's brutal, man. Like people say ultras are brutal, but like running that fast, like on those workouts, I, I don't know. Also, I mean, that, that kind of training, like to BQ every year and stuff like that, that that's hard. That's that's a different kind of heart, like toughness right there, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super, super fast. The, the best, I guess, three years ago, the five the fastest 5K I, I had done was 1903. And I think that that's was like... A- but for me, that was good. And, and last year we were out of town, we were in uh, South Carolina and I was nosing around looking at races and because I just wanted to see if there was a local race I could pop into. And there was a 5K on the beach and I had forgotten how stressful, like people think some of these ultra races are stressful and crazy. A 5K is tough because you're, I think I did 1940 or something like that, which I was totally happy with, but like they're they're nerve wracking because you're redlining you're redlining the whole time and you're hoping that it's really weird you got to make sure that you're not redlining too far that you can't sustain it for 3.1 miles you got to make sure you're just at the edge of what you can do but not beyond it it's really weird you know what i tell ultra runners though like you should do a 5k you should do a mile race you do at least one a year because i mean like i i swear that kind of that doing those paces does help you out as an ultra runner I mean, one, knowing that you have that in your back pocket just in case something happens and you got to, like, you know, beat a time cut off or something, but just keep you overall, like, in shape. You know, I, I re- there's a lot of ultras I know that just, like, they don't do any of that training at all, and I, I, I don't think it helps you as an athlete to do – just to, like, completely disregard speed, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's your – one of the last things I wanted to ask you is what, out of all the races you've done, and I know you keep coming back to Badwater Cape Fear, but, like, you know – What's your favorite race? Is it possible to pick a favorite race at this point? Uh, let's see. My favorite race is the Sweethearts Forever Four Miler in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Really? Yeah. Now, why is that? Met my girlfriend there. Oh, now get it. You're just saying that because she's going to listen to this. That's why you're saying no, it. No, I, no, seriously, that was my favorite. It was an awesome race too because, like, the whole thing was fucking flooded. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. The whole thing was flooded with like, so it was a weird race. It's in February, but it was like 70, it was like 60 or 70 degrees and it'd been raining. It was like, it was, the whole course is water. It, if I, I was telling everybody, this feels like an ultra. This doesn't even feel like a, a four mile race. So, so there was that also. It was just fun though. I mean, it was like a really fun race. And, you know, um, 
I hadn't been running that long. I'd been running like a year. And then, you know, just like, I, I, I that's when I was really starting to get involved with like uh, the Fredericksburg area running club and like just you know, meeting people. And uh, it was just a fun time, man. Like that, that, that's my favorite race. I think it, that just because like, you know, I was getting involved with the community and just, you know, it, it was weird because like the course was that flooded. I just had a great day. I, sometimes just having like a pretty good day locally at a race is all you need, man. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that this whole uh, master level for you that you've just blasted into it and like you're you're charging forward like Superman going through all this stuff. And, uh, you know, it's really inspiring. And, and hopefully the, the people around you um, see what you're doing and uh, and they get inspired to do something. I my mom, uh, who I'm going to see later today, um, she. She's going to listen to this too. So she's probably going to be like, you know, absolutely mortified that I'm talking about her. But I was so <laughs> proud of her last week because she uh, she called me and she was all excited. And she she's also conflicted like my son about like, you know, he's going to kill himself, yet I'm kind of proud of him, that kind of thing. And she said, I just wanted to tell you, and I know this isn't anything like what you do, but I just wanted to tell you what I did. And I said, mom, what'd you do? And she said, you know what I did? I said, mom, just tell me what you did. She said, I walked, it was something like four miles. And I was like, and she did it two days. And I was like, what? She's like, I know that's nothing. I said, mom, a mile's a mile. You walked four miles outside in your set, like in your seventies, like that's insane. And I don't know that I probably had nothing to do with that. Part of me would like to think that maybe that's how you spill off onto other people is that you know, maybe they say, all right, you know, I can't, I'm not going to do this stupid stuff that Mike likes to do, or John likes to do, but I'm going to get out. It's sunny outside. I'm going to go walk around the block one time. I don't usually do that, but John's out there moving around doing his thing. I'm going to walk a mile. I'm going to walk two miles, whatever it is. And I, I have to imagine with your position that it kind of just spreads everywhere. And I, I have to believe, even if you don't say it to me, that you're inspiring people like that all around you. So. I mean, I really do. I, I'm a pretty selfless person. If anything, like I would hope that if people see the dumb stuff I do and be like, yeah, you know what? If he can do that, I can definitely get out there and go, go around the block or something like that, you know? And I, anyone that like comes to me and like, you know, they ask for advice or anything, like I never try to be like a jerk or anything. I always try to like help people out. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're running a mile or a hundred, man. If we're all in this together, you know? Yeah. We're all a big, we're all a big community. Uh, I know. I know. Absolutely. So give me um, uh, one, let's see here, one parting piece of advice for either ultra runners or fellow human beings, one piece of advice that maybe you've learned from ultra running that you would give as like your, your you know, your, the advice you're going to leave people at the end of this thing. Is there one piece of advice you would give people? If I give any advice, just, you know, basically stay humble, but, you know, commit to goals i mean like you know push, push yourself and stay humble that's how, i mean like i'm not like super cocky or anything but i do like the if i sign up for a race i'll have like an, i'll go into it with a goal in mind and i'll train for it and i'll push myself but you know again i like how you're saying like you know i love i love seeing other people get theirs you know like i love seeing like you know how you're saying like you saw me come in and you cheered for me i mean that's what the sport's all about man i mean i get inspired we all feed off of each other and we all want to push each other to do better and you know just you know don't lose sight of that you know don't look at like gear and all that other stuff you know it's about the it's a it's about the interaction man that's what it's, that's what it's all about just pushing each other and getting better 
at, you know, at your sport, whatever it is, man, if it's running or bowling or whatever, whatever you do, yeah. you know, look for others for inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, look, this has been super awesome talking to you and, uh, you know, I mean, I selfishly, I learned a lot about you and, um, you're an inspiration, man, you know, and, and the stuff that you're doing and just the human being you are and the great dad you are and, and just, you know, it, that that's, it's infectious. So, you know, thank you for what you're doing and, and, uh, you're definitely inspiring people left and right, whether or not you want to admit it or not. <laughs> well, about to go to the pool with my daughter in a couple of minutes. So yeah. <laughs> and you got your podium finish in the line, your third place. So there you go. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little salty on that. I wanted to at least get second, but like some people show up like at like 1230. So there's no way I was touching them, but I tried, man. I tried. Well, look, John, thanks a lot for joining today. It's just been amazing. And I don't know the next time that I'm going to see, I don't know that the next race we have together, but hopefully it's soon. Yeah. Yeah. Please before Pemberton, man. We'll, you oh. know, we get together. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see one of these. You, you've seen my ultra sign up, man. I'm, I'm signed up for like everything, so it's you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, thanks for what you're doing for the world and for the community, and it was really good talking to you. And I'm gonna end it with the thing I always say, which is keep lacing up, keep inspiring. That's it. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. See, see ya. ya. Just an awesome, awesome time talking with John. I, uh, again, I, I think the world of, of John and uh, I'm looking forward to pacing him in a couple weeks, I believe, uh, at his uh, upcoming 100. And uh, until we meet again, keep lacing up and keep inspiring. See you next time.